pigskin fans. The moment you have been waiting for all season is right around the corner. And DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of Super Bowl 55, is bringing back their golden ticket giveaway with up to $55 million in prizes up for grabs. All you have to do to get your share of these huge prizes is enter DraftKings' free Super Bowl Prediction Challenge. Once you submit your picks, you will get a free instant prize up to $25,000. And if you have the most predictions correct, you could win the top prize of $1 million. Download the app now, enter the free prediction challenge, answer questions like, who will score last? And boom, get ready to make it rain. DraftKings has paid out over $7 billion to its players since 2012, so they know a thing or two about big paydays. Call to action. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN to enter the free $55 million Super Bowl prediction challenge. Everyone gets an instant prize up to $25,000 just for playing. So use promo code THPN now and enter the free $55 million Super Bowl challenge. Only at DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of Super Bowl 55. Terms, conditions, and eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Oh, harder, baby. Episode 15 of Stick and Ring Podcast. We are here. We are back. It's Tuesday night, Tuesday, January 26th. When we record. It's Tuesday, not. It's Thursday, January 28th when you're listening to this. So thanks for sticking with us. Thanks for time traveling back with us to Tuesday. Uh, we've got three lovely gentlemen here ready to take you on a ride. Uh, first, I'll introduce you to Josh. How you doing, Josh? Doing good, boys. Uh, episode 15. Canucks are back in the wind column. Things are looking nice here in YVR. Rafi, how you doing, pal? Super good. Uh, out here living the dream. A little tired, a little on edge, but we're good to go. Fuck yeah. Hey, you know okay. what? Fuck yeah, because I, I couldn't tell. Walk, gen- genuinely couldn't tell going into this episode. What? <laughs> that I was on that, edge? Yeah. like Or that you were tired. Like Usually it's very obvious. Yeah. I'm. Obvious. Well, I'm just kind of like, I think the reason why I don't seem as tired is because I'm on edge. Like I spent all day playing horror games and now it's like, it's finally dark outside and I'm kind of afraid of the dark. So it's just kind of, it's all bad. And as you can see, as you can see, everything here is just pitch black. So <laughs> it's, it's, it's not a good look right now. Like I'm, yeah, like I'm kind of scared. The cruel reality where your, yeah. your like edginess makes you more tired and then you're tired, but it keeps you awake. Yeah. So yeah. Like, it's a vicious circle. Yeah, it fucking sucks. I went I went to go do laundry earlier and I was like throwing stuff into my laundry machine. And it's just like every noise and every creak in my house is freaking me out. So but, at least you're at home yeah. alone. At least there's other people there. It's they're all asleep. It's still frightening. Yeah. Well, so if awake. anyone breaks in, your little sister's there to help you out. Yeah, absolutely. I'll just I'll use her as like a baseball bat or something. I'll just grab her by the ankles and swing her. Around. Just like a, just like a just like a water noodle at the pool. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Josh, yeah. <laughs> buddy, how you doing? Huh? How you doing, dude? You already fucking asked. Me. I know. I know. You did already you ask him. You, you didn't say much. Elijah, you stoned? Uh, I'm like on the I'm I'm on the back nine of it. Dude, I'm on like guy... sixteen of the stonage. Okay, so you're coming. So you're burnt now. out. So I like I feel like I'm operating at like 101%, but I still get like the tinglys in my fingers and my face. 
Elijah, I think the sense. better the better question is how are you? I'm I'm fucking great, dude. My body feels <laughs> fantastic right now. It's not high, but it's like it's relaxed. It's feeling good. Um, I, I feel like you're about to green out on us. Now, did you did you smoke your like actual weed or did you smoke your CBD weed? I only have my CBD weed, but it does. Oh, have you're not even stoned then. No, okay, come on, dude. It has THC in it, and I'm, I have a very low tolerance. If <laughs> yeah, any, but still, I, 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 in fact, I. This is like being a cheap drunk, dude. I'm not ashamed of it. I'm out here. I took, I took two puffs. They were two very deep puffs. I coughed and I got high. <laughs> and what, and what, I don't care. <laughs> and what you do with the rest of the joint? I, I, this one joint. It's a pack of three. Yeah. And it, the the first one has lasted me four rounds so far. Of like just taking like one or two puffs and putting it out. <laughs> <Good for> you. <laughs> I feel like a guy who's trying to quit cigarettes. And he's like, "All right, I'll just have half of one," but he's for some reason saves yeah. up the rest of it too. Right. I, I was re- I was reading this really interesting article one time about this guy, and it was talking about like his last cigarette that he'll ever have. And basically, what it is like he bought a pack of smokes, he smoked his pack of smokes, and then he had the last cigarette. And all he would do is he'd put it in his lips and he just never light it. And he had this cigarette apparently for like years and it was his last cigarette. And he just, and he would just like, he wouldn't even light it. He just like always put it in his mouth every time he had a craving and he'd just go on with his day, with his day. Cause it's like, he, oh, like, curb his, like curb his habit of like trying to like smoke or inhale something. And I guess he'd like maybe sit there and inhale it every now and again. Yeah. But it's like, it's not burning. You know what I mean? That's yeah. genius. Yeah. That's really cool. interesting. Yeah. That's, that's Smart. someone out there like who first did the cold turkey or like one of the first people that did the cold turkey and decided to name it cold turkey was the one that was actually the innovator because everyone else was just like i'm fucking crazy i'm just gonna do it and this guy's no it's called cold turkey and everyone thinks it's like a strategy and you're like no you're just like you don't have a plan you're just going balls to the wall i've always wondered where that saying comes from cold turkey give that cold turkey what do you the fuck does that even mean i don't even know my first instinct is that cold turkey is pretty damn good I was going to say, I'm like, when I think of cold turkey, I think of like 9 a.m. walking to the fridge after Christmas or Thanksgiving dinner and you're like, fuck, I could go for a turkey sandwich. You know what? Maybe cold turkey is kind of fucking dry, isn't it? If you grab some white meat, it can be pretty yeah. dry. Oh, dude, Maybe it's like you're it. munching on drywall and dental floss at the same time. Yeah. Kind of like you're chewing tobacco at that point. Yeah, there you go. Um, so just some thoughts that I'm having about tonight, uh, Tuesday, the 26th. I know it's Thursday that you guys listen. We'll get into that later. But Tuesday just reminds me. I was thinking this when I was introing. It reminds me of hot lunch from school. Tuesday was always a hot lunch day. So right now I'm I'm, I'm like last twenty minutes I've been fiending for a little a mama burger or a buddy burger. There you go. Are you going through withdrawals? Kind of. Yeah. I should just put I should put a like a toy burger in my mouth for the rest of the you, podcast. You should you should quit cold this. turkey. <laughs> <laughs> I I also I quickly looked up where cold turkey came from. Okay. Can you enlighten us? Yeah. Uh, one suggested origin is that the phrase comes from the similarities between a drug addict in the throes of withdrawal and a turkey's carcass. Both can be clammy, pale, and covered in goosebumps, which might have led someone to point out that a user who suddenly quit looked cold turkey. <laughs> which is interesting. It makes sense. So next yeah, time fair. next time Elijah's hungover, I'm just going to say you look like a cold turkey. <laughs> Boom, done. Nailed it. Yeah. Let's just start throwing like... <laughs> descriptive words in front of animals and we'll just call that that's the descriptive word for now on. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Like josh, josh, looks like look, fucking, josh looks like a dead horse <laughs> yeah thoroughbred though at least you fucking watch what you say yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's awesome. um yeah so I'm, I'm having a good feeling boys it's a good time uh we will we should we should dive into this first uh obviously it's thursday when you guys listen so that means it's Jul- january 28th it's uh bell let's talk day it's a it's a great initiative it's a 
it's it's not exactly a day for celebrating, but it's definitely a day for awareness and, and discussing is my biggest takeaway. It's about discussion and having open forums for discussion. Um, mm-hmm. We are a hockey podcast, and so uh, definitely some time to reflect on some some big pieces that we've lost in life, just not only hockey players, but amazing humans and Rick Rippon, guys like Wade Belak and, and Derek Bugard. Not to mention, there's there's t- unfortunately, there's a long list of hockey mm-hmm. players out there and, and athletes in general that have dealt with yeah. crazy things that uh, I, I think spark is, is a big reason why this day is kind of sparked. So uh, any initial thoughts that you guys have on, on kind of Bella's sock and any, any impact it's had on you? Um, I mean, I think it's always like kind of a like a solemn day, I would say it's, you know, do I know people that have taken, taken their own life? No. Uh, but I'm friends of people who obviously know people who have, and, um, you know, suicide is just always like, uh, it's always such a crazy phenomenon to me. Cause it's always like one of those things where it always comes across as like the people that you would never expect. Um, yeah. and, I think it's just kind of like that time of reflection that the biggest saying to me, and like, it's not even just about suicide, but just in general is like, it's okay not to be okay. And Mm -hmm. when I see like statistics and about even like comparing males to females, like I think, I don't know the exact number, but guys are more prone to, you know, have depression and um, that sort of thing. And, you know, have kind of that mental illness. So, I mean, being, being a male, it's always kind of, I guess, like in the back of your head and you're like, shit, like that's scary. You know, like we have a group of what, how many guy friends, eight or nine. Like, it's weird to think that statistically, like, I don't know. Again, like I said, don't know the numbers, but I'll just say like two or three, like could be dealing with severe depression. Like that's something to obviously like make note of because it happened. Mm-hmm. It affects everybody. Yeah. yeah. Any thoughts? No, I completely agree with Josh too. And it's like, the crazy thing that always blows me away is that I can guarantee that we've all had instances in our lives where it's like, we like feel sad or we feel bummed out. We're just like, we feel like everything's going wrong and whatnot. And then again, it's like, you have these other people who obviously suffer from things like depression and it's like, we'll never like understand that kind of feeling because it'd just be so much more extreme and it drives people to make decisions that they just feel like are the right decision regardless. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's just crazy to, it's crazy to think that that's something so predominant in the world, but it's such a good cause that we have here just trying to support all those people. And always, mm-hmm. it's always good to let those kinds of people know that you're always there in case they ever need somebody to speak to. And just even if they need somebody to just listen to them, regardless if you can kind of give advice or not, you know? Yeah. yeah. So it's an amazing day. And you know what? Shout out. I'm a Rogers guy, cell phone wise, but Bell's got my heart when it comes to initiatives like this, like big company yeah. move. Um, just echoing what you guys said. Absolutely great day and and especially with raf so being a listener is one of the most important things you can do and honestly what i would say is, is kind of a short message for the people out there who have never dealt with any mental health things for themselves because i i used to be one of those people where i, I never used to think it was fake like i never would ever say people were faking it but i never. definitely never had the level of empathy towards it until i went through it and and it's not i, I don't think that's the way it should be like it, it, there's definitely a way to work towards it but that's the thing is I, me and my, me, I always remember me and a close friend would always say that we just don't understand how anyone going through that couldn't just like really focus for like a couple hours and just like have a plan, almost just like game plan for it, like a business or something like that. I don't know. And mm-hmm. we used to sit there all the time and say that. And then when I, when I went through my first experience with something similar to that, or just straight up dove into that, 
I remember that feeling of like, fuck, I have no idea what to do. Like, and that was day after day. That was like months in a row of thinking that. So I, I totally completely flipped my perspective of it. And I would say I'm better for it, but it was, it was definitely a tough time. So that's my advice to anyone that, that is thinking, sitting here thinking like, Oh, I've never gone through that. Like, I don't really understand it. I mean, all you can really do is just listen to people and, and, and trust that it, it's a lot of people are going to go through it in your life. And if you ever do go through it, you kind of want to be as prepared as you can. So just mm-hmm. go out there and listen if you can. And I, think, and I think even like when you reflect on 2020 and like, it was a rough year for a lot of people and mm-hmm. um, you know, it's, it's not easy for some, you know, people lose yeah. their jobs, people just, people have just lost a lot of things, right? Like people lost, a lot of loved ones because of COVID like, and that obviously triggers these feelings of, of depression and anxiety and, um, and, you know, just those certain kind of things that possibly, you know, lead to suicide. So, you know, it's, I think this, this bell let's talk is going to be, it's, it should be a big one. I mean, um, and just like, like Elijah said at the very beginning, it's just a time of reflection, um, yeah. and being able to be there for others around us that maybe are going through something and, um, you know, again, just open your ears, listen and that sort of thing. Yeah. And if any, I, I I'll put this out. I'm not, I don't want to speak for you guys in this instance, but I, I've always had this dream, this idea of having some sort of mental health episode. It, it doesn't have to be stick and rank affiliated, but I've always dreamt of having this kind of open discussion forum based thing of a podcast style even just one episode where if anyone ever want to comes wants to come on and talk about their experiences or, or share their story, I definitely it, reach out to me. I want to, I want to create something like that. So mm-hmm. if anyone's out there thinking that, let me know. Other than that, I'm probably going to post uh, some sort of clip of this, some sort of link. If, if even if it's in our episode link, I'll post some links to some mental health uh, sites and just sources and, and resources as well. So you can put that to good use if you need to. Uh, but other than that, dude, we are going to get moving on here. We are going to jump into what is the fucking wagon called the Canucks on a one-game winning streak. We're officially back. Like, we were never gone. But in a lot of people's books, we were missing in action. Yeah. And we're, me and Josh and Raffle are not going to sit here and say, we told you so. But, I mean, we kind of told you so. Like, we kind of fucking told you so. You got, a, you got a Philadelphia 76ers trust the fucking process when it comes to the Canucks, man. Thank we're, you. Um. Where, where, where do we want to start, man? I mean, Just bring me in, dude. Bring me in. What happened this last game? Sum me up. Um, you, don't have, you, you don't have to take too long. Give, give me the. You want to know what fucking happened? Seven to fucking one happened. How are you, Ottawa Senators? Mm-hmm. And it was, it was a banger of a game, man. It was, a, it was, I loved it. Obviously, how can you not? Um, you know, hope, like, I feel like a lot of guys got on the score sheet, which just kind of gets the monkeys off the back, right? Uh, you know, you get some points, you kick the shit out of the team, you get some confidence back. Um, I think that was the biggest thing for Vancouver and getting the depth guys going. That was the biggest thing for this game. Yeah. I mean, this is, it seems like every game we go into, every person out there is either betting on, tweeting about, or just talking to their friends about how Elias Pettersson is about to break out of his slump and him and Quinn Hughes and Brock Besser are going to score 15 goals each and it's going to be the the return of the king. But I mean, this kind of win where it was—it seemed to be all Brandon Sutter, a little bit of Bo Horvat sprinkled on top, and some other guys mm-hmm. too. Yeah, that was—I think that was a—that makes me feel better about this team than if EP won that game all by himself. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, like hello, support players. That's what wins you fucking championships. So, yes, yep. absolutely, we'll welcome you with open arms. Um, and, yeah, go ahead. Um, I think the biggest thing 
that I noticed, and it's going to kind of touch on Rick Dollywell's point, was this is where you start to see these contracts for these veteran players that, you know, were they overpaid? Yeah, a little bit. But these are the games where you're like, okay, maybe this is what they provide, the leadership that, you know, sometimes they just get the boys going. And, you know, they they contribute up and down the lineup on the second, third, fourth line. Um, and, and I think that's the biggest thing. Like, that's that's why these guys are here, you know, to contribute to a game, to get the guys out of a slump, get the big guns going. Uh, you know, are we hitting the panic button? No. Um, and this was, I would say, a very important win for Vancouver. And I think a lot of that, I'm going to attribute that to the score. Like if you barely like if you got outplayed and you won like two one or something like that and you got outshot and the 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 power play didn't work and nothing fucking worked but dude like when you're scoring at will like it's like okay we can still play we can still play the fast paced Canucks hockey. Do you guys do you guys think that this is a really big confidence booster of a game for the Canucks especially just with like the score deficit that they had? Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think feel like that's, that's definitely what they needed over since like the past few games that we played, where we've just been we getting outshot, outscored. Like yeah, it was ridiculous. I hundred percent, I hundred percent agree. Like it seemed like we could not score more than three goals in yeah. any of our previous games, and, and it's also like, we, and it was also like to stop like four plus goals at a time too against us. You know what I mean? Like it's mm-hmm. fucking crazy. Yeah, that was the biggest thing. We had the worst goal differential and the let most goals let in in, in the entire league before that game. And the biggest uh, shot differential too, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, oh, well, in the Montreal series alone, I think. That one didn't, I didn't double check that one, but I wouldn't be surprised if we're dead last in that before that, before that game. Yeah. yeah. That was a, they, they almost doubled our shots. It was disgusting. Um, oh, was it like 100 something to 60? I think it was 111 to 60 in, the, in three games. Yeah, crazy. it was doubled us. Awful. Um, so yeah, I mean, great game. And, and to Raffle's point, some people are out there, and, and this, is a, this is a reaction of a lot of people, and it's kind of a, a simple reaction, really, is to say that, oh, it's the Ottawa Centers, it's the worst team in the division. The 7-1 doesn't mean much. Well, no, it does mean much because at the beginning of the season, everyone's equal. I don't care what the rosters are. Like You see the Blackhawks have won two or three in a row now, and yep. there's teams out there who are playing like the Avalanche are, I think, four and three. In the beginning yep. of the season, every team has to work just as hard to get that victory. Like, like I would, I would totally agree if, if it's one of the last games of the season where Ottawa kind of has that losing mentality in their locker room and, and it's just kind of that vibe. They're a last place team. Okay. Whatever they rolled over. That's not the case in game seven of the season for any team. And so the fact that if you want to put as much stock into Montreal, who's having a phenomenal start to the season, one of the best teams in the league beating us seven, three, and you're going to say we shit the bed. Well, then you kind of have to come back and say, yeah, we just shit on an Ottawa team that had a promising promising view going into this season with a ton of young players and we shut them all down. So that's kind of my take on, on what Rep was saying. Uh, the other thing I'm going to say is face-offs. What's up, Jay Beagle winning 11 draws, 64% on the team. Let's go, baby. Were, were you hyped on Beagle last season too? I was because he's a big face-off guy. I always love bringing on those oil country guys and just shoving that face-off set right down <laughs> his throats, dude. I love that. Um, the other thing and I watched the, the game highlights before we started uh, recording tonight. Dude, Demko, man. Demko had a nice game. He made those are the saves that you need to make to keep Vancouver going. Um, and it, I feel like this was, you know, again, good confidence booster for the Canucks offense, but this was a really 
good confidence booster for Demko. I thought he made some really good saves. The only goal he let in was like tipped like two or three times. It's basically a fly ball to center field and it just like gets behind him and goes in the net. Um, you know, he didn't let in any weak ones. Uh, like it wasn't a bad goal. It was just kind of a, a bounce. Right. Um, but he was fucking lights out after that. Cause when did that goal happen? He was that first or second period. That was first period. Oh, first sorry. Period. Second period. No, my second bad. Second period. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think there were some really good, some really good saves that he made on the, uh, on the penalty kill and Vancouver's killing one, but dude, fucking that third goal with Nils Hoglander, dude, that kid's fucking fast. Um, yeah. and that was some tremendous hustle to get that. I think he got it to, um, who was, it? was it Sutter that got the third goal? Uh, I think he shoved it to Pearson who like, it, it was Pearson. streaming down. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Um, but yeah, fuck. It was nice to see him get on the scoreboard again. So, all in all, I mean, a solid game and fucking Huggy Bear. Quinn Hughes, man. Good little four check. That's what we need from Quinny. Um, <laughs> but, and you'll levy. First angel yeah. goal. Welcome to the fucking show. Right off the draw. That's me winning it back to Elijah in NHL. And he's just snapping the puck on that. <laughs> just over the pad, below the blocker. Thanks for fucking coming, Matt Murray. See you later. <laughs> And I want—I just want to bring up Ole Ulevi's player profile picture like that. If if anyone ever gets a chance, even if you're not a hockey fan, if you just want to go on and just search up his team photo from this year, that is literally the photo of someone who's had back surgeries. I don't know about surgery, back injuries, and just playing in the fucking A for a couple of years and like being a fourth or fucking early first round pick and bombing so far. That's yeah. his face because he looks so sad but kind of happy. Like he's got like a little <laughs> tiny smirk. Yeah, he's got like the just happy to be here type of thing. Like just happy yeah. I made the team and hopefully Canuck fans don't fucking yeah. bury me. <laughs> he's like stashing away his per diem every time and just buying a bunch of hostess fucking Twinkies. Think, he's like, I, I might need this, dude. <laughs> I was going to ask you guys, do you think there is um, some sort of like benefit to teams that aren't doing well knowing that like they're not getting booed by their own fans and shit? Like there's got to be some benefit to that, right? Like I think so. I, I think there's I think there's something there. I mean, like, what if what if Toronto like went into Montreal like at the Bell Center and just fucking killed them like eight one? Like if you're a Montreal player, if you're Carey Price, you're like sick. Like that feels so nice. Like just like a quiet <laughs> arena. Like yeah, I got lit up like a fucking Christmas tree, but I'm not about to skate to the owner and pull a Patrick Wall and ask to be traded to the Avalanche in seven days after. Yeah. You know, that definitely has to be a good feeling, especially for those yeah. teams who have those merciless fans like the Toronto Montreal guys, even Edmonton. Yeah. If they go through a three game losing streak and then absolutely get shelled, it's not going to feel the same. And Canucks are kind of the same way. I mean, we'll turn it. We'll turn it. We'll definitely turn on a team on social media. I think there are our in-person fans are actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. Do you think do you think all that negativity, though, kind of like fuels the fire, just gives them like a stick it to the man kind of energy? So, I, yeah, I think if you're if you're like a mature player that definitely yeah. would that would like fire you up whereas yeah. if you're a young guy kind of like a bit of an ego that would definitely you, you, yeah. you might throw in the towel a little bit in the game yeah Fair, yeah could go either way like could you imagine like hoglander like getting fucking booed it's like dude like it's this kid's first year in the league like give the guy a fucking break yeah <laughs> you know that's the good part about our team i don't know if we would do i would hope we wouldn't do that we're not flames fans but yeah okay let's pump <laughs> the brakes there let's we're not habs fans we're carry prices yeah. there we go <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> giving it to the crowd, right? Yeah, um, exactly. 
anything else from that game there? Anything else that was going on? Um, why don't we, you know what? I did want to make one note and there's just, I think this is kind of an obvious point, but I did want to talk about it is that like overtime games, dude, they are going to be so huge this year. And Mm -hmm. I don't know if I always pay attention to the standings each year, not religiously, but I like to look every multiple times a quarter. And it's so funny to me. I remember when a team is like in the playoffs with less wins than another team, but way more overtime losses. I remember there was, there was, I think Florida was the team one year who had like 13 or 14 overtime losses and it just made a huge, they they had like three less wins in a team, but, but 10 more overtime losses and it made a huge difference. Now in a game, in a division like this, a season like this, I can only imagine coming down to the last week or the last two weeks and you need to leapfrog one or two teams and they continue to lose, but they lose in overtime. Like that will just be a fucking pain. If there's ever three point games, like that's, and you think of it in the Montreal series, like, yeah, we split it two one, but we, we lost a game. We, we won a game in overtime. We gave him a fucking point. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's what we're going to talk about. So, and I, and I think the biggest thing is, is like normally, like when you give up to a point, like normally you wouldn't even give a shit. It's like, oh, it's Montreal. We gave him a point. Well, it doesn't fucking yeah. matter because the only time you're actually going to face these guys, even if you face them in the playoffs, is going to be in the goddamn Stanley Cup final. Now it's like every point, like, really counts. Like, yeah. Because you're just playing your division. Yeah. So that's the time yeah, it hurts most when it happens in the division. And every game's in the division this year. Because, like, I think, like, when we come down to the wire, like, what if there's a scenario where, you know, you're you're struggling and the team you're playing, I, don't, I can't really do the math right now without, like, putting my head into a pretzel. It's like, but you have to beat this team straight up. Like, they cannot, you, if you go into overtime, you give them a point, you cannot catch them anymore. Yeah, I could totally you know see I mean? that. Yeah, if you're one point behind, that's, what, that's what would happen. Exactly. So yeah. I feel like we're going to start to see, um, especially this year in all divisions, are we not going to start to see kind of like NFL playoff alignment? Where it's divisional first? Like where it's to the point where it's like, okay, if this team beats this team because it's all divisional oh, yeah. play for the entire season, yeah, it's going to shift. Like the shit is going to come down to the wire if all divisions are tight and really separated by like four or five points. Yeah, you know, like, I, feel, yeah. I feel like we're 100% going to see that this year. And I'm excited. Like, I feel yeah. like that makes like kind of like a pre-playoff instead of clinching and starting or sitting all of your star players. It's like, no, no, no. Like, you have <laughs> to go full tilt for the full 56 until you've yeah. actually clinched. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. It should be a good one. Uh, why don't we jump into a little... I, I wanted to know, this was a question I came up with, and it's kind of relating to this because this year is just so weird with the schedule. It's a question for all of us here. What, what is this year's most important intangible as a team is what I was looking for. If you have player ones, that's okay too. But I was mostly looking for an intangible quality that a team has. And do you, what do you guys, do you have some on, on, on deck for me? He, well, originally I picked <laughs> certain players. Uh, I also picked certain people. But. That's fine. Like you, you pick I certain players or you pick certain qualities about or intangibles about a player. No, like I picked like certain players that like have to do well, but I do have kind of like a team intangible. Okay. Um, I would say this is the number one team intangible according to Josh too. Yeah. So this is the only team name. intangible according to Stick and Rank. Yeah. True. <laughs> um, we're gonna give three of them too. So I would just say <laughs> gonna change every every minute of that. Yeah. I would say leadership when you're losing. Okay. Like yeah. on losing streaks. I feel like that's a very big thing. Like 
is, again, we don't know what goes on in the locker room. Nobody knows. The press doesn't know. We don't know. But can Bo Horvat, you know, rally the troops? Can Pedersen rally the troops? Can <laughs> Hughes rally the troops? It's crazy that you say that because I was I was driving home from the mountain the other day and I was listening to an interview with Bo Horvat and he was talking about how like that's the one thing that he just kind of strives to do is just make sure that he's kind of keeping that positive leadership going at all times, regardless of how the team's playing, just to kind of be a leader and lead by example, right? Just make sure totally. that everyone's staying positive and just like pushing themselves as hard as they can. So I thought that that's kind of like an interesting coincidence. Yeah. Like I feel like that's kind of one thing that I look for. And he was one of my players, is like, look, when if the Canucks aren't playing well that's fine. But like we have to remember, and we kind of saw this early on when the Canucks are struggling, Bo Horvat is still putting up numbers. He's still leading by example. He's still keeping the Canucks at least somewhat confident and somewhat in the game. And whether or not he's able to maintain that down the stretch, I think is really going to dictate whether or not the Canucks make the playoffs. Great. Fair. That's fucking ace that one. Yeah. Damn. Full nice grades. Raph, you got one for me? Uh, I have an individual person. Give me that. I'm down. I won't. I won't be hard on you. My individual person is. I think the team is just straight up playing for fucking Finn's approval right now. <laughs> <laughs> they're all just picturing him, just like walking through the stands, launching t-shirts at everybody right now, and they're just like, you know, what? we got to do it for Finn. We got to keep going. <laughs> I think uh, like another. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. It's like how Philly has what's his nuts too. Oh, gritty. Uh, gritty. There you go. Yeah, they're playing for gritty out there. I love gritty. <laughs> I, I think they had. Love. Did they have to petition to get him in the arena? I think they yeah. might. Have. Yeah, no, they did because he's allowed in. I forget what the fuck he did the other night, um, but he was. Oh, uh, someone on the Flyers got a hat trick, and Gritty had this big like cowboy hat, and he threw it onto the ice. <laughs> <laughs> what a guy! That's it. Was like awesome. I, I couldn't. If I was the opposing team, I'd probably be such a bad example because I I would not be able to help but laugh. Like, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> yeah. I'm in the show, and I got this fucking goof throwing big hats off the ice. Yeah, seriously. That's a great example, though, Finn. Okay. Another one that, that we should mention, though, is uh, I think Stephen told me about this one time. It's Crazy P. He's one of the like super fans of the Canucks games. I think okay. he might even do work with the Canucks now in that capacity. He's like one of the guys that goes around with the the indigenous drum and you just like, oh yeah, yeah. Like, hypes up everyone <laughs> like in between muscles and whatnot. So playing for this dude, dude, well, we should even fucking bad. throw Steven in there. He presses the, the play and the pause button for when the Canucks yeah, are practicing. Did you see the, like the, he did a, like a, what's the fucking word? An article slash interview with a guy who writes articles. I don't know what to call that right now. Like, okay. Um, but he also, there was also like a, a little short, clip and a, and a short little segment about him before the game the other day too oh no way yeah it was like two minutes long and it's That's and, awesome. and i i remember it was like seeing him seeing him pushing all the buttons and having his little setup and all i can think of was fucking sven von Diepa, dude <laughs> <laughs> so they're fucking djing yeah, okay. <laughs> it's um, like fucking fist pumping on the sound booth yeah, like yeah. steven around a 9 a.m practice calm down <laughs> dive it back a little bit buddy yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's sick uh, my intangible this year is going to be the creativity with team parties, like somehow finding a way. I don't know if it's zoom parties. I don't know if it's maybe the coach might have to find a way to let these guys get fucking crippled. And I, as a fan, don't hold me up. Don't hold a gun to my head. When I say this, if I was a coach, I would probably try and plan some sort of big covert plan underground party for the boys. I don't know how you would do it. Literally break all the rules in the world right now. 
like an underground uh, underground poker game, like Molly's game. And you just have there Travis you Green as the fucking dealer and shit. Yeah, but every Canuck player ends up blackout by the end of it because they're like, this is the only like, this is dude. They fucking hundred percent get blackout over Zoom calls. What are you talking about? <laughs> so they just they well, just get after it. I think so. I'm almost positive about I, it. I think the biggest thing is. Uh, remember a couple seasons ago when Fortnite was a, obviously a really big thing and like they yeah. banned it. Yeah. Like, dude, yeah. like these guys are playing Call of Duty every night. Like the young guys, man, like they're so like, I think, I think it's the way to like keep like the old guys. Like how is Joe Thornton staying in touch with the boys? Yeah. Like, they're all fucking young. He's like a 40 year old man. That's got a wife and kids. It's like, dude, like he's got his fucking motor razor, dude. He's holding it up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Oh, I think. That's going to be a tough one. I, you know what? I was thinking of the example of like on the team bus, you know, the example of a guy who cracks a beer and everyone looks around like, who the fuck just cracked a beer? Yeah. Like, the, the Zoom call is the equivalent of that now. It's yeah. like if you'd have a team, you'd have like a full like 32 people in a Zoom call, the whole team in there and you'd hear one guy crack a beer. You're like, whoa. Here's that. the real question. Here's the real question. If you're in that kind of position and you understand like a Zoom call is the boys getting after it. When you see you getting a Zoom call, what do you do first? Do you answer the call or do you grab the beer? Oh, shit. I think you answer the call. I think yeah, you grab the beer first. Answer the call. If you answer the call and you have to go leave to grab a beer, then it's like, okay, cool. Whatever you answered, answer the call. But if you like have a beer already there and then you answer you the call, the then tone. that's like, that's the power move. Yeah, that is true. You like, like there's you, no room to embrace to brace for what's about to happen. Yeah. yeah, because you log on to the call and all the boys are like, oh, it's going to be that type of Zoom call. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah there bet, you go. There you go. They invite Jake for Tannen and he doesn't say hi. He's shotgun. He changes with some fucking spicy chicken, throwing it. Uh, yeah, Jesus, <laughs> good kid. Uh, all right, uh, Josh and Raph, what should we? We have some notes here for around the league talk. Can we do around the league talk a little bit before we jump into our next segments? Yes. So did we? No. Before we do this, I wanted. Did we talk about the Luke Dubois line trade at all? No, no we didn't. Did, not. Eh? did that happen? No, let's talk about that. That's why it got biased. Yeah. Uh, was it Monday? I don't know. I think it was Sunday, dude. I think we were just stupid. We didn't talk about it. We are stupid. Yeah. No Ooh. idea. I think it did. Oh. But why don't we get into it? Yeah, let's do it. Um, well, what can happen on Saturday, guys? Jesus Christ! <laughs> yeah, try to Saturday. Fuck's wrong with us? Hey, okay, good stuff, little, boys. Good stuff. Great podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know what the listeners want, man. I mean, Elijah's fucking California dreaming with the fourteen hundred dollars bet. He's like fucking Jordan Belford, like just like I'm not fucking leaving when he's like at bet three six five on the app. You're right, you know what? California dreaming with a California Kush right now. Like, fuck, yeah. look at him. Yeah, no, fucking laser, like, dude. <laughs> should I smoke a little joint on the on the pod? Is that what I should no, do? Ch- no, if you do it, I'll do it. You will? Yeah. We do I'll, it? Rip, I'll rip a dart, boys. I'll rip a dart. <laughs> oh wait, let me find my let me find my doobies. One sec. <laughs> <laughs> He's not gonna light that in here. Yeah, Raffy. Josh, there's no chance you light a fucking cigarette in your basement. Landlord's gonna come downstairs and beat your ass. <laughs> Yeah, fucking Sharon's gonna come down and give me the business, dude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Christ. Oh my god. Um what was I gonna say? Well, I was gonna talk about the fucking NHL trade, but now that Elijah's went off in his weed stash, what's yeah. new with you, buddy? Not a whole lot, dude. You know, just fucking hang oh I got a haircut. Let's see. <laughs> Hold on. Show me. What do you mean you got a haircut? It looks the fucking Look same, it. just like an inch. Oh it. fuck! Yeah, dude, it took off dude, a lot. Dude, you finally gave into the peer pressure, eh? What do you mean? 
<laughs> finally listen to all the people telling you to cut it. Dude, I'm out here trying to get a girlfriend, dude. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. You and me both, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we're keeping oh, all uh, this in. We're keeping all yeah. this in. We're not cutting this. No, no uh, chance. There's Seth Rogen from fucking Pineapple Express. Watch, put your McDonald's drive-through headset on. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> the lettuce. Come, come there on. You go. It's like it's like a hog throw the helmet. Oh my god! Raph, you I got you it. have your doobies. I have my pen. Oh, it was such a bad idea. I almost, I almost choked on it. <laughs> My fucking dab pen, Jesus Christ! Are you, are you actually lighting that? E? You're not Meg- gonna light it, dude. Megan's giving me judgy eyes. I gotta light it. I have to set the tone alone. <laughs> set the tone alone. <laughs> oh. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, our sponsors are not gonna like this. <laughs> <laughs> He's coughing. God, I didn't know that the stick and ring boys were such bitches, but here we are. No, just Elijah. <laughs> He'll be back. Josh, what's new with you though, buddy? Let's continue this while I just got. It's kind of nice, dude. Dude, um, very good. I started using purple shampoo. Oh yeah, it's great. Hey, I had a friend recommend it to me. I told you about um, this. I know. I just didn't listen, but this guy actually brought me purple shampoo and he's like, Josh, it's like, it's like dry shampoo yeah. or he's like, put it in your hair, dry hair. Yeah. Let it sit for like five, 10 minutes, go in the shower, rinse it off, then condition your hair when it's yeah. wet, let it sit for five. So I did that for, I think two days straight. And like, who told you this, Sean? Sean. Yeah. Sean's good uh, shit. Yeah, Sean. Sean's dope. Maybe we should give him a little shout out on the podcast because he actually listens to our audio clips. So this might have yeah. you on. Give Sean um, a shout out right now. Do it, Sean, buddy. Uh, I got a little self conscious with the old three and one talk that we were having the other day. So I'm like, <laughs> thanks for coming through, buddy. Your clutch is book. Yeah. <laughs> Sean doing wonders for Josh's hair. Josh's frosted tip. Seriously, this guy is keeping the tips fucking frosted, and I love it. He's, he's, he's doing it for the people. He's doing it for the homies. He's he's doing it for the pod. That's all I. Have <laughs> Who's that? Is that Sean? Sean, the guy yeah. that gave me some purple shampoo. Hey, Sean, we love you, dude. Thanks a lot. There it is. All um, right, Luke Dubois. Luke <laughs> Luke Duby. Let's do it. Okay. What are we what are we thinking on this trade? So here's what I need to hear. Fuck fuck the line about you can't decide a winner or a loser until a couple of years from now. Give me a winner or a loser, and it's that's signed sealed and, and that's fate right there. And then I don't know. How about this? How about then you give me the, your take on how the Jets line up against the Canucks now with Luke Dubé in the lineup? Um, well, okay. I just want to confirm something. Dubois is center, yes? That's correct. 22-year-old center. And then Lyle is a winger. Correct. Amundo, right winger. He's a, he's a, is he a right winger or is he a right-handed shot left winger? He's a right winger. Okay. Um, I mean, I... I don't really know who won this fucking trade. I mean, I was looking at Twitter. I was looking at uh, Instagram and all these comments. And they're like, dude, like, who fucking won? Like, maybe, again, like, 
the teams are hard to say until they actually play a game. But in my opinion, no fucking player won, man. Dubois went from Ohio to fucking Winnipeg. And why <laughs> went from Winnipeg to fucking Ohio? Yeah, Dude, that fucking sucks. Like, I think the I think the biggest thing in this trade was like both of these guys just needed the change of scenery. Like, it's it's not you know bad for either team. I would say, um, but I mean, both players were unhappy in their markets. They got their wish, and they were traded to like shitty cities. So I mean, have fun. Um, all the power to you. But I don't know. I mean, it's. I would say that maybe Columbus is the winner because they got Josh Roslevic as well. Jack. Uh, Jack. Jack. Jack Roslevic. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm saying Columbus for now from face value. If face value you're giving it to them, that's fair. Might be incorrect, but that's fair. I'm going to give some context here because uh, you know what? I was listening to checklists early and I actually got information that I had no idea, which actually made made the trade make a lot more sense. So. Uh, some things for you. So Pierre-Luc Dubois' dad uh, is an assistant coach for the Manitoba Moose, I believe it is. So he oh. lived in Winnipeg or in Manitoba, where the fuck it is. I don't know. Yep. So his yep. dad lives there. Um, I don't know if there was any other connection. He might have he might have spent some time there growing up. Um, and then Line has known the Columbus GM, Yarmo Kekalainen. Right. Kekalainen. They're both yeah. fans. He's, he's known, he, the GM's known him since he was a kid. So they have that connection there. So that'll right. kind of help when Torts kind of tries to fist his asshole with just some like <laughs> hardcore coaching. Um, what else? And then what's his face? Jack Rosselbeck is from Ohio. So there's oh. another connection. So I think each, I think literally each person is going to be happy going to another shitty city somehow. Yeah. But down with I mean, that. I think, I think the biggest thing, um, it was never really released as to why um, Dubois wanted to leave, was it? No, it was it, people. People speculated, but there was never every, any concrete information that was right. that was confirmed. And, and I think this goes to show, like the the amount of media coverage that you get from a Canadian market to a, to an American market. Like, dude, like Lining's been under the fucking microscope since like a year and a half ago. Like, I think even beginning of the 2019-2020 season, like he had a great rookie year, and he kind of hasn't really performed since. And like, obviously that wears on a player. Like he was the guy behind Austin Matthews. Like they were, it was a debate as to who would have gotten drafted number one, Liner Matthews. And like, could you imagine if Liner got drafted by Toronto and performed this way, dude, that guy would have been fucking chilled. Oh, God, yeah. out, man. That's tough. Um, so you think Winnipeg's bad? So <clears throat> I mean, good for Liner. I mean, if he's not happy he doesn't want to deal with the bullshit, media that is a Canadian market team, then you got your fucking wish, man. Have fun in Columbus. Cause like nothing's really down there. Like torts will cover you with the sound. Yeah. It's like, you don't need <laughs> to have any yourself. So yeah. Torts has um, you covered there. And you know what? I like Pierre Lutubois. I, I really like the guy. I think he went fourth overall. And I think it was like Yolevi's draft. I want to say, I think um, he went third. Cause I think Yolevi went fourth. Right. Yeah. That's a tough look. To right right behind my name. Yeah, it's like the Matthew Kachuk. Are they the same draft year? Yeah, yeah, it was, oh, they it was are, hey? Matthew's line. Um, so yeah, I mean, it has that either of them played a game because they would have to quarantine. Oh yeah, I think they're going. I think everyone's going through the two week quarantine right now. Yeah, yeah. So, so that'll happen. We'll see. But in terms um, of other around the league news, do you have anything else? I mean, well, 
<clears throat> the last thing that I wanted to say about this trip, actually, I wanted to, I wanted to play a little game with you. I wanted to see, I want you to guess the overall rating for those two players, Line A and Dubois in NHL 21. What's their overall rating? Um, okay. So this would be, are these updated as of like, cause NHL, like most updated NHL will usually update them on what, like a weekly basis. Yeah, or, so, am yeah. I going, or am I going off of like the original release date, like rating? That's a good question. I hadn't thought about that. Why don't we go with, we'll go with original release. Okay. Um, I'm going to say Dubois is an 87 or an 88. Dubois, 87, 88. Okay. And I would say, I would say line A is an 86 or an 87. 86, 87. Okay. Okay. You're going to have to give me some time to find that. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't want to, I was fucking idiot. Elijah dude. I was going to try and guess it as well. So wait, like, wait, you don't show. wait. You don't have the answer. No, I don't have the answer yet. I thought it would be so easy to find. It's not. Well, it's what are your answers? <clears throat> yeah. Tell us uh, your answers while you stall looking for this. Okay, well, what did you what did you say? You said 87, line 88, Dubois? I would say like 87, 88, Dubois, 86, 87 for line A. Okay, I'm going 80, I'm going 85, line A. I'm going 89, Dubois. Holy shit. I know, I'm fucking wild like that, aren't I? Dude, 89, like... Player like eighty nine, like that's like Pedersen level, which he was not. Is it? Yeah, I, I'm. I'm going. I'm going eighty nine. Then I'm. I'm fucking confident in that one. All right. Ah, damn it! I found a top fifty list, and neither are in the top fifty. Oh yeah, no shit! Fuckers! <laughs> Motherfuckers! Raph, you're gonna have to help us out here. Yeah, I'm working on it. Yeah, tech guy. we're <laughs> gonna. Um. Okay. Why don't we move on? Then we'll give him some time. He'll he'll jump in. Yeah. Uh, do, do you have any more around the league news? I mean, I was kind of tapped out for that right there. I mean, fuck Vegas <clears> is looking <throat> nice right now. Um, Washington, good on Washington, good start. Uh, it's not easy in that division. It ain't easy being Washington. Yeah, yeah, it ain't easy with all the Russian cocoa addicts. So, and mm-hmm. I mean that in the cocaine or not COVID. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, both these days. But I still stand strong. Liney plays on the Winnipeg Jets. Correct, Amundo. Or you did? 87 overall. Let's go. Huge call. Uh, Dubois is not on here. Just on both sides of the He'll be on Columbus. Yeah, it was just like a quick little list that just came out for me. I'll keep looking. Um, And so, like, do you have, is there a team out there right now? Dubois is an 86 overall. Motherfucker. Wow. I almost had them flip flopped. Yeah. Interesting. Good job, Elijah. You're a stud. Good job, um, Josh. You're actually a stud. Good job, Raph, for figuring out what the overall rankings are. <laughs> <laughs> what are best producers for? Hey. Yeah, there you go. No kidding, dude. No fucking kidding. Um, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna do a little thing for you here. There's a lot of games going on tonight. I'm just gonna go through some score. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick one score on there. I'm gonna say it's gonna be the the Buffalo Sabres and the New York Rangers. Now, let me tell you a little bit about these two teams. The New York Rangers, everyone is on their two knees. They're sucking their carrot off. Thinking How that they're going to be I haven't heard a, good, a goddamn thing, so I'm assuming he's not doing too good. Yeah. Uh, Alexis Lafreniere, where are you at, boy? Six games played, no points. <laughs> that sucks. Lafreniere, nope. Yeah. Um, <laughs> not I'm going to then, but I, I said he <laughs> may have been a bust. I didn't trust him coming out of junior. Really? Yeah. You're a junior correspondent, too. That's a big take. To have. 
uh, on a team with Laf- like what we got? We got Lafreniere, Capocacco. We cut <laughs> Artemi Panarin. Tons of guys, like tons of talent everywhere. Good brand tons names. of talent, and we've got zero results. So I mean, what what I'm gonna say? What I was saying earlier is everyone's fucking getting off to them at the beginning of the season, and people do that, man. People try and predict rebuilds so quickly. Yeah, and they just can't do it. Like no one saw the Canucks coming. Suck on that one. But everyone wants to see the Rangers happen. It's not going to happen. Whereas Buffalo, the team that gets ragged on all the time, apparently all you need is a little Dylan Cousins in your life. Dude, did you see Dylan Cousins' first goal? That was a fucking shit. Yes, I did. That's when I close my eyes and picture me playing beer league. I see that Monday, Wednesday, and Friday every game. Let's That's go. That's when I see it happening. <laughs> um, What's the reality yeah. like, though? Uh, I, I I probably won't even be able to balance on one foot to take that. <laughs> I'm a two, two foot shot guy. Um, like, yeah, come on! Like, I'm, I'm just gonna go. I'm gonna go ahead, and the hot take will come from this game, and it's gonna be that Buffalo not only finishes above New York, but they will finish in the fifth seed in that division. So it's not the hottest take saying they'll make the playoffs, but they will finish above both the Rangers and and one other good team. They're gonna finish above the Rangers and one good team. So that's a good hot take by me. Okay, I like that. There you go. Spice. Love, love a good hot take from Elijah. Um, well, boys, what should we do? Should we jump right into a little internal promo here? A little, a little shout out from the friends. Yeah, sir. Okay, yeah, let's start over. Handing it over to them. Give them the reins. Calling all Jets fans and foodies. What's going on, guys? I'm Brandon Rewicki, the host of Skates and Plates on the Hockey Podcast Network. Look, if you love Jets hockey, this is the place for you. In-depth breakdowns from every game, a deep dive into the big plays and moments from Winnipeg's season, and all the Jets talk you will not find anywhere else. We got it for you on Skates and Plates. Plus, if you love carbs and everything tasty, we jump into the world of food as well. Once a week, we also speak with a member of the local culinary scene to highlight their great stories and the great food they put out. So there it is. Hockey, Jets, food, drink, everything good in life. It's right here on Skates and Plates on the Hockey Podcast Network. All right. Thanks for listening to that, guys. We appreciate the people down at the Hockey Podcast Network. Uh, If I knew the schedule, I'd shout you out. And even so, I don't know the schedule, but... I know you're. I know you're some beautiful people. That's what I know about you. Could you imagine um, if it was the Rangers podcast and we just shit on the Rangers? <laughs> <laughs> Tough luck. <laughs> that would be, <laughs> be fucking priceless. Can you imagine if it was us. Maybe we were supposed to do it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Didn't like, even send in a promo or anything like that. Like, now it's time to pump our tires. Yeah. <laughs> Boys, we blew it. Let me tell you about that. We blew it. I think it. It. Uh, you know. All right. Whatever. So why don't one of you guys lead us into our world famous goats and moats segment. Bring us into this week's topic. Well, Josh, you want to do it? Yeah, I got it. So, boys, Bye. this week goats and moats is goats and moats of reality television. So, we have decided as a podcast minus Raf because he doesn't count. <laughs> the bat. Thank you. <laughs> Thank joking. you. <laughs> he doesn't count, but the ghost that's over his left shoulder, that I see that guy, he's nodding. Yes. Uh, ghosts can't be seen through cameras and reflections, you dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we have agreed that The Bachelor and Bachelorette is just the greatest show of all time. So we will not say that. So the only time that we've actually said this, a disclaimer that is the greatest reality TV show. 
is only when we were discussing best Olympic sports where we said hockey. So bachelor, bachelorette nation, you have a lot to live up to when you're being thrown into a hockey category. So you're welcome. Mm-hmm. Who wants to start? Can we also just explain how we've, we have included game shows in these as yes. well? Because we are considering game shows as being reality TV because they involve real people in real events. Fact. Yeah. Yes. I think yeah. now, I, I, maybe we'll explain this at the end. I was going to say the difference between like a fucking trivial game show and just a game show, but go ahead. Let's, let's start with, let's start with Raph Daddy. Let the man of the house go first. My number one reality TV show. <clears throat> yes, sir. Of all time, I will watch the show. Like if I come across it, I will always throw it on because I just I think it's so interesting. Is fucking Man Tracker. <laughs> if you guys have ever watched Man Tracker, I think it's so sick. Like I like it's just like this one person trying to navigate through a forest to like get to this point where they can escape and escape the Man Tracker or whatever. And it's like this person deemed the Man Tracker just like riding around on a horse, like following this person. It's actually so sick. And I think they get like I think it's like a they get like a two hour or two hour long head start or something like that on the man tracker and they can take any path they want to to get from point a to point b and like navigate wherever they are however they want but it's just like it's so fun to watch just because i find it so entertaining like what these people will actually try doing just like throw off his tracking skills so like like this guy gets off his horse and he like checks footprints and everything like that like it's some like military level shit it's wild yeah should we um now we should have discussed this off air because this is a very, very spicy conversation. But yeah. should we, after each one of our picks, should we say like out of ten, how likely is it that the majority of it is scripted? Ooh. Or, or will that just like dampen the mood and not? That'll like, dampen no, the that'll mood. Let's not do it. Yeah. Let us. Let us. dream. Man tracker zero percent. Zero percent. All real. All the time. <laughs> I think I think the one thing I will say and then we can move on is about Man Tracker. Like, dude, could you imagine like you're being so stealthy, but you got like some fucking cameraman just like hauling ass and like yeah, staring yeah. like a 30 pound camera in like the trees? Like, dude, I feel like the man tracker just sees like the fucking guy like trailing behind. He's like, oh, there they are. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? One of my favorite scenes is always like when a person like steps on like a branch or a twig and then it's like this loud crack and it's a hard cut to the man tracker and he just like turns his head and looks in the general direction. <laughs> Game from yeah. he's just like hauling ass. It's so funny. <laughs> Dude, the the one thing I will say is I think they've replaced the guy a couple times. They though. they switch it up sometimes. Yeah, the original oh, old guy that you think of comes back every now and again. To yeah, my, at least so, from when I last watched it, there's so multiple man trackers. Yeah, is so there I'm a pretty, woman tracker? I don't know. Or I, I guess uh, yes. There, I, there has been. There, I believe there has been a woman who's done it. Oh wow. So yeah. the one thing, one the one thing I know about the original guy is he's actually from High River. He's actually from Alberta. He's a Canadian guy. Oh really? No yeah. way. Yeah. Like the old, like typical, like, like the like a super silver hair and then just like the yeah. light beard and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, pretty sure he's from High River. So, um, my first goat is Pros versus Joes. Oh I man, that's a good show. That's a good one. That's a good one. Oh. Just seeing like. I always loved like when they're like, okay, like we're going to bring on an NFL guy and we're going to throw footballs and he's going to hit you or you're going to have to run at him. And they just get absolutely buried. Like some of these guys are like, yeah, like I played fucking senior varsity, won a state championship. Like it's just like these douchey dads that just get absolutely worked. And I just think it's so funny. Or like they'll throw like one of the pros like into like a pool. I remember this one time they put like a old offensive lineman for like the Pittsburgh Steelers. 
he had to like race a Joe and like swimming laps and like this offensive line dude was going so slow. Like it was so <laughs> funny. I was dying laughing, dude. I was Fuck. dying. I love that. Yeah. It's not on anything. That's a good like one. That. Yeah. For sure. All right. Uh, my first pick is a throwback pick and it's beauty and the geek with Ashton Kutcher. Let's go. <laughs> I don't even know if any of you guys even heard of that. I've never but, even heard of it. This was during my like very emotionally vulnerable days of my life where like I was being molded into this very romantic, emotional person. And it was like right around the time where I discovered one tree Hill. And I was just like, <laughs> I had loves in my life everywhere. And then beauty and the geek came along and it showed me like, Hey, even if you end up, but fuck ugly and just like into programming things. There's still a chance that like a little ditzy blonde might, might be indie if you get a little there bit you of go. There so, you go. It was, it was quite a show. I loved that. It. It That's was, a good show. Yeah. All right. All right. My next one is, I don't know if you guys remember this show. Uh, it, it kind of goes more to like the rea- or the game show side, but you, do you guys remember MXC? Fuck, I have that written down. Extreme Elimination Challenge. So it was like this like yeah. Japanese game show. It was so fucking funny. And it's just like, it was like Wipeout before Wipeout became a thing. And like some of the challenges that they would have to do were just like absolutely fucked up. And people would just get like clocked and annihilated like left, right, and center. And it was just like super over the top Japanese. So it was fucking I, hilarious. I, I, it used I, to be I, on Spike, I think, all the time. Yeah. Dude, I feel like yeah. some Spike reality TV shows are just like TV in general was just hectic. Like Spike yeah, TV yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. Like that was my childhood. That's actually, yeah, um, it's so fun. Dude, I, I, I still, if you ask me right now, I still don't understand. Was that an authentic Japanese show? I think it was like a westernized Japanese show because they'd have like English dubs and everything like that too for like, remember the yeah. host and everything like that? Yeah. So like we're the, we're the own, was that entire show just like culture appropriating themselves? Like, I, I'm so confused. Like they were, they were making fun of their own culture so much, weren't they? Yeah, it's fun. Like fuck it. that, that kind of reminds me of like the um, fuck, what is it? The like just just movies and TV shows from like 08 to, to 2012 that say like some edgy things once in a while. And you're like, oh, that like The Office. Like that shit would not fly nowadays. So it's, but it's hilarious. Essentially, what it is is a American comedy television program that aired on Spike. And it is a repurpose of the footage from the Japanese game show Takashi's Castle. So it's the exact game show. It's just dubbed over. It's just dubbed over. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, if we did that. Oh, it'd be awful. Oh, they had five, se- five seasons of it. That's actually That's so sick. Awesome. Can we yeah. do that in our own time? Like not for content. Can we just do that one time? <laughs> Dude, sure, absolutely. <laughs> I'm down. Be hilarious. Uh, um, Josh. Okay, my next the goat. I mean. Dude, he is the goat of fucking hectic television on a Wednesday afternoon when you're taking a sick day in grade eight. Jerry Springer, baby. Oh, that's a good Jerry, one. Jerry fucking Springer, good man. Choice, dude. Every everyone likes Maury. No, no, no. I love what about like I'm actually a male. And she's like, Yeah, no shit. Like, dude, like I could tell in your voice. Like, how do you not know? <laughs> you're married to a dude. Like, Did you did you ever watch Steve Wilkos? Oh, no. oh, yeah. Okay, so where Steve Wilkos actually derived from was he was yeah. a bodyguard. That's right. Um, like, he was one of the hectic guys that, like, broke up the fights in Jerry Springer. Yeah. He got his own show. Yeah. And, like, Steve Wilkos would actually, like, it was a mix of, like, Maury and, like, Dr. Phil, where, like, it yeah, would yeah. get so crazy where Steve Wilkos would just pick up a chair and, like, throw it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he was super explosive. It was fucking great. <laughs> like, I... <laughs> 
I just, I love those, like Maury, Steve Wilkos, Jerry Springer. Like, so funny to watch. And I think the best part of it was, was like all of those people on the show, guy and girl, they were all super ratchet. And you're like, where the fuck do you come from? From like yeah. middle America. Yeah. But then there was always like, you know, I cheated on you. I'm really sorry. And Jerry's like, well, she's here and let's bring her out. Like that. And like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and like the original couple, you're like, okay, like I can see this working. Like the girl's decently good looking. Like the guy like seems nice. And then like, you see like the guy or girl that comes out who they cheated on. With. It's, always just you're like, what the fuck? it's like, you fell from the top of the ugly tree and hit like, yeah, yeah. every. <laughs> <on the way. laughs> Dude, yeah. do, you, do you remember those memes that also flew around about like the Jerry Springer camera guys? Where it's like yeah. whenever something would happen and somebody would run off, there'd just be like a Jerry Springer cameraman just like chasing them with the camera. And it's like not missing a step, like you're running downstairs, opening doorways and everything too, like bobbing and weaving. It was fucking nuts. Oh my God. Dude. Those are hilarious. Those guys are actually like fucking track stars, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's on their resume. <laughs> yeah, it's like what's your, yeah they like it's sufficient running like, skills whilst holding a camera. No, dude, it, yeah, so it's, it's like the fucking NFL combine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the forty yard dash with the camera. Attached. Yeah, <laughs> all the guys who didn't make it into the NFL just applied for Jerry. <laughs> Jerry, is not Jerry. Oh my I love god, that. dude! I actually cried. Okay, That's great. That's so funny. Out. My pick, my pick. Okay, my next pick is trading spouses. Now I don't know who originally came up with this concept, but like you have to be a pretty sadistic person to want to do that. Like, yeah, I don't know where this idea comes from. You're like, you know what we're gonna do? This reminds this. This seems like a South Park episode. Someone come here with this. <laughs> like two people sitting there, like, hey, I got it. You know what we're gonna do? We're gonna take his wife and his wife, and we're gonna switch. Them. And it's yeah, like, yeah. wait, you mean they're gonna fuck? It's like, no, 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 no. Everything but fuck. <laughs> They're not even going to sit in the same bed, but it's like everything else. Like he's going to yeah. come home and whine about dinner not being ready, and she's going to have whine about him like smelling like shit, all that stuff. <laughs> Did you guys ever watch the show? No, never. No. But I've heard about it. I know what it is. Um, what um, you, what channel was it on? Because like I feel like, like TLC. There's a TLC thing, I dude. Yeah. TLC man. As much as they try and be sophisticated, bro, like they have some fucked up TV. Yeah, shows, shitty shows. Like it's if you so ever cool. if you ever have like a TLC producer approach you, I would raise a red flag that you need to get your life in order. Yeah, <laughs> like, it usually means fun. your life is fucked up enough that other people want to watch it. Yeah, like, that's usually what it means. But dude, on the show, they would usually the regular kind of thing they would throw in there is they like they would often throw in like a poorer family and a richer family, and like the rich snob would come in and be like, "This is how you guys live." Like really. It's yeah. like, it was fucked, dude. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Right up there with it, though. All right. Rats and somehow that made it a goat list. I don't know how, but that's it's, a goat list. It's always a surprise when it makes it in there, hey? Yeah. Uh, my next one is Naked and Afraid. Yeah, okay. I think, think I remember that. Naked and Afraid? I think I remember no, that. I've never even heard of it. Dude, it's so sick. So it's kind of like... sounds like me when I woke up on the roof. <laughs> there you go, right? It's, that's basically what it is. Uh, they basically take two people, a man and a woman, and they put them into like some sort of wilderness kind of situation, and they have to survive for 30 days, I believe it is. What the fuck? Something, something like that. Something like that. And then all they have is they can bring... I think it's one two, one or two tools with them. I don't remember what it is. Um and it was crazy because like sometimes people will bring like really interesting things. Like some people bring like a compass, some people bring like a hatchet, like people will bring their own kind of tools. Right. Um, and I just remember watching this one episode and these, there were these two people and they were in the desert and, or I guess I shouldn't really say desert because some sort of like Sandy kind of area, there wasn't a whole lot of shade or anything like that. Right. 
And it's like this guy and this girl. And this guy was basically just like, I'm going to stay here because he brought something that, that could purify water for him. And he's like, I've got a little oasis here. I can just survive off this water. I'm just going to do that. And this girl's like, fuck no, fuck you. I'm going to go exploring. So she goes off and she explores and she's trying to like hunt and like survive for herself. And she lasted like seven days, like maybe 10 days. And this guy, he is just like, he made like a small little overhang shelter to protect him from the sun. And he was like a bigger guy. You know what I mean? Like a chunkier guy. Mm-hmm. And he just like laid underneath this shelter for the, for the full 30 days because his body was just like living off of his fat and everything like that. Like his fat deposits. Dude, it was not like this guy hibernating, it, dude. This, yeah. This guy played it so fucking well and he lasted the entire time. No problem. That's and the wild. cool thing, the cool thing too, that they do for everybody is like, they'll like give them their background, like why they would survive in the wilderness and everything. And then they rate them on a 10 point scale. Oh, so like how well, like, like where you go in. Yeah. Like where, like where you, like, like basically like the odds of you surviving, like on a 10 point scale. Right. right. And then if you survive or like, if you don't finish it, like sometimes they'll bring people back, they update their score. So wow. like, say like you survive, your score will go up. Say you get fucked up and you have to like extract early, then your score will go down. It's really interesting. interesting. Okay. That yeah. boy went from like a six, six to like a nine, nine. Yeah, 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 exactly. Good numbers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's like, you should have seen him. Like, he was like a big guy and then he thinned out a lot. Oh, yeah. Like, throughout the entire thing. Because his body was just living off fat. Yeah. It's gnarly. It's crazy. Yeah. Okay. My last one. We're going to go back to the TLC channel, boys. Oh, boy. uh, This is a Tuesday afternoon show when you're homesick from school. Uh, what not to wear. <laughs> I that show. That was a show that me and my sister would watch days on end and just fucking judge people for like it was just so it was so comforting. You're like, God, you're like you know, like you're a kid and you're like, Yeah, I'm like like I don't really have style, but like you look at these people and like you have like I forget his name. But he's like the gay guy and the girl, and like they go into their closet and they just start ripping shit out. Like, yeah. Like, and then occasionally they hold it up to the camera, and like, "What the fuck is this?" And like, <laughs> like they throw it in the bin. And I think like the best thing is, is like they always like they always make the person look so good, and like it always turns out like in like uh, in like a good ending. But then they're like, "Okay, where is this person now?" And they flash over like three months. And, like, some of them, like, stayed the course and, like, they're, like, yeah, like, you know, I feel good. I feel great about myself. And some just, like, resort back to, like, their old shitty clothes. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, that fucking sucks. Like, what a yeah. complete waste of time. But. They do an exit interview and they're, like, you know what? I just decided that I was actually pretty happy with my old raggedy clothes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah, unfortunate. Exactly. It's unfortunate, like, the biggest loser, if any of you guys have that on your list, where it's, like, they check in with the people afterwards. And it's, like, yeah, no, I figured out ice cream is my one true passion. And you're, like, fuck. Damn. Yeah. Josh, can I ask you? Can I ask you one question about this show? Mm. Did you watch it and then just take all their advice and choose not to listen to it? (laughs) 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 Color patterns and whatnot. Did you just wake up and decide not to be ugly? Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking raffle wake up today and choose violence. Is that what happened? Hundred percent. Hundred (laughs) percent. I was really calm this morning, and then like throughout halfway through the day, I was like, you know what? It's gonna. We're gonna change pace. Time to time to throw some shade. Yeah, yeah. Like, this well, is... hasn't bugged me today, but Josh isn't gonna hella vulnerable. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like a fish out of water. There you go. I don't know if you guys noticed. This is the part of the episode where I always like mute my mic for half a second, kick my chair back, and I stand up and I like do some weird stretches because my back just freezes up. So I wish the viewers could see this. It's really funny. 
I try and I try and keep my head still while moving like every other part of my body. Nobody needs to see this. What's Nobody your last note? My last Like this is my this is my top goat, even though I chose it third. I don't know why I left it, but it's Survivor. Like Survivor is the mm. ultimate. Yeah. It, people might call it a game show, but I, we've we've kind of said like any game show that lasts the whole season, it's not really just a game show. Right. Um literally the greatest of all time. Like their their slogan outwit outplay outlast that is that's legendary right there and the outwit part is is one of my favorite parts about any game mm-hmm. like just the fact i i think that that's that's one of the things that you just can't create on things like what are some other ones like like the bachelor like you're not trying to outwit anyone yeah. or even in big brother like i guess you're trying to outwit some people in the big in, in or uh, in Big Brother, but not not to the same level as Survivor, where you're literally creating alliances and all this stuff. Yeah, right. Gotcha. So yeah, that's the best go. Okay, that's like that. Um, okay, any honorable mentions? We don't even have to talk about them. We can just like read Ooh. them off. I've got a ton. Survivor Man, Wipeout, The Amazing Race. Okay. Yep. MTV's Cribs, Pimp My Ride. Oh, dude, dude. Pimp My Ride was dope. Dude, I took Uh, took Pimp My Ride and used that for all Need for Speed Underground, too. There you go, right? There you go. Put speakers where you don't need speakers, but it just looks cool. A little bit extra neon. I would always always go into the garage as a kid. Like, I'd drive in there, and I'd be like, and now it's time for Pimp My Ride. (laughs) (laughs) What, you'd come in and your exhibit? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh, slams so his car, throws a bunch of neon on it. Yeah. <laughs> just could just do an absolute racer of a car. Uh, yeah. um, so uh, my my ahead. honorable mentions, I'll just quickly uh, reel them off. Uh, Judge Judy, that's nice. one. Hoarders and Fear Factor. What about what about um, Storage Wars? Oh, that was one of my honorable mentions. What was That's a good what one. was the one on Spike TV? <laughs> yep. <laughs> what what was the one no, on one? Spike TV? And it was something to do with it was very storage based as well, like auction hunters. Um, I think it was. Yeah, that might be one of them. Yeah. What about like what about like um oh shit fuck what's it called oh I don't like, know like, those gold mining shows those are really good. Or like American uh, American I, I truckers or something like that. Those are yeah. actually really interesting. I fucking hate the uh, like the the searching for gold shows. Oh, those but they're so good, them. dude. They're so okay. fun to watch. There were actually a couple that I just kind of remembered. Um, Deadliest Catch is fucking hectic. Yeah, Deadly, um, somehow but, genius show. Yeah, dude. I thought Elijah was the worst <laughs> oh! driver. Yeah. Elijah was the worst driver. America's worst driver. Driver or American. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, bro, I'm like, how do you fucking get your license? Like, what yeah. did you do and what yeah. fucking happened? <laughs> okay, wait, let me know if we want to classify this as a, as a reality TV show. Dirty Jobs. Oh, yeah, I remember watching Dirty Jobs. That's a, good, that's a really good one. Yeah, I froze there yeah. for a second. What was it? Dirty Jobs. Dirty Jobs with, with Mike Rowe, is that his name? Mike Rowe, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that's a good that was a good one. Okay, should oh, we move God. on to Wotes? Wait, well, fuck you. What am I on? Oh, my bad, my bad, my oh, yeah. bad. Jesus. Um, what was I, I had a good one that I didn't have on my list that I thought of with you guys. No. Oh. And that's like just good. That's like just honorable mentions. <laughs> oh, did I fucking lag again? Yeah, yeah you froze. Say oh. quickly. Dog the bounty hunter. <laughs> Sick. That's a good one. Dog the bounty hunter is really good. One. What else do I got? I got American Idol. That's on there. Nice. I got uh, America's Best Dance Crew. Let's go. Nice. And then okay. Holmes on Holmes. <laughs> 
I've never watched that. Never uh, my watched dad that. used to watch all the time, and I hated it back then. But now I'm looking back, and I was like, that's kind of cool. Do you think it, it's just fun because he's a roofer for him? Yeah, like he. Yeah. I think I, I think he found it funny because my dad's one of those like typical construction guys where apparently everything everyone else does is wrong. Like he's driving down the road. He's like, yep, that guy did his roof wrong. And I'm like, yeah, okay. You're some fucking savant with the roof. Dude, relax. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, he's, but yeah. he's a roof connoisseur. Yeah. But somehow him and him and Holmes were always on the same page. Like he's the one other guy that could do it. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, why don't we move into Wotes here, Raph? You kick us off. Uh, the first one, the show that I hated more than anything, but my mom loved, which was super annoying. John and Kate plus eight. <laughs> Fuck that show. John, oh, I feel yeah. so bad for John. Kate was the dude. worst. Oh, Absolute dude. nightmare. Yeah. I, yeah, my mom and sister always fucking watch that show. Yeah. I'm like, why? I, I never watched it, so I can't really touch on it, but I remember like watching a couple episodes and I'm like, yeah, I'm out. Yeah. I felt so bad for those kids. I think the show even continued after they got a divorce too, which was really weird. Yeah. It was Kate plus eight. Yeah. Awkward. Sorry, John. Yeah. Um, That's the first big, like, big family TV show they did. I think so. Oh, did they open? Or, the or what was the what was the other one with the, the oh, nineteen kids and counting the Duggars? Yeah, the Duggars. I think they came after the John yeah. and Kate. Although they, they were probably up to like fourteen kids. or fifteen by the time John and Kate were around, but yeah, show yet. Yeah. All right, uh, my first one. Fucking keeping up with the Kardashians, and thank God I'm pretty sure yeah. they're on the last season. So fuck you. I hate your show. <laughs> Nobody fucking likes you. You're actually the worst people. You're just a bunch of trash bags that got basically famous because Rob Kardashian was the lawyer for fucking OJ. And then Kim K got fucking plowed in a porno. And that's basically all you did. You're salty, Josh. You contribute nothing to society. You are actually irrelevant. I do not like you. I like when we talk about. If you if you honestly said like, hey man, what are three moves you would make to achieve like world peace or solve hunger? I'd be like, get well, rid of the Kim, I'd probably, Kim Kardashian. I'd probably put the Kardashians each on thirty grand a year, take away all their money, and put them on thirty grand a year. <laughs> and then they'll, they'll, they'll use their fucking platforms to just humble the shit out of everyone. They'll be like, you'll never guess what I had to eat for breakfast. I had to have a fucking apple and I had to cut it. <laughs> like relax, yeah, yeah. Then they um, get another TV deal. Yeah, but they will never exceed thirty thousand dollars a year. <laughs> Imagine that dude having to work for more. Holy shit. Wild. <laughs> Isn't that nuts? Uh, right. My first one before this one gets taken by anyone else. Toddlers and tiaras, dude. That was up there for me too. <laughs> How is this a show, man? How is this like, are we under, is, does, is the fucking like, is United Nations not watching the States thinking like, boy, guys, like we, I know you want to make this television and this will sell, but we kind of got to stop it before we make a show out of it. Yeah, there. Like it should not be allowed, but whatever. Yeah. There, love that. Okay. Uh, my next one kind of follows suit with Elijah's. Okay, so I'm just gonna kind of generalize generalize this. Any kind of cooking show that is made into a competition, <laughs> it's like the one that my family loves watching. Is like it's called like Sugar Rush Kitchen or something like that. Yeah. And it's like where people just make a bunch of desserts, and it's just like. Like if you don't make the best dessert within this kind of time window, it's like you're fucking out. It's so annoying to watch and it sucks. And I feel so bad because there's so many like good, talented people there, and it's just they get shit so, on because their food's not the best. So anything on the Food Network, yeah, anything on the Food Network, any kind of competition. Well, you don't need to make it yeah. into a competition. 
any probably like half the things in the Food Network. Like they have yeah. like Iron Chef is a competition, but that's a good one. Right? Iron Chef's a fun one. Iron Chef I will watch, but like those other ones where it's just like like so many different derivatives of Iron Chef. It's like okay, like we need to relax and cut the shit, you know? Yeah. Um. Okay. My well, my second one was originally toddlers and tiaras, but I will jump to number three. Uh, say yes to the dress. Worst nice. fucking oh ever. Uh, I was was a bitchy bride yelling at her poor mom or sister, crying like eight times in like a 30-minute episode. I'm like, can you fucking chill? Like, I get it, it's a wedding dress, but like the way that you're acting all psycho, your husband's gonna be gone in two years. So yeah. tone it down. Yeah. Uh, Dial it back. She'll be lucky if you last two weeks, dude. Take yeah. a fucking deep breath. You can drop a hundred K on the dress, but like Jesus fuck, like let's just hang on a sec here. Yeah. I don't know. I just ugh, I ugh, man, I don't know. I just I can't do it. I watched it just for sheer entertainment value, but Jesus, it was annoying sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I the yeah, the, the amount of money people blow on wedding dresses, I'll never understand. Do you know how many cans of fucking of beef roni you can get with a wedding dress? <laughs> okay. Are you kidding me? Uh, <laughs> if they're on sale for eighty nine cents. You're fucked, dude. I could eat off that for my life. <laughs> dude, yeah. fucking, fucking Elijah's pulling like the Martian, where he's like fucking, uh, what is that? Um, fucking rationing for like yeah. 165 days of beefaroni. <laughs> okay, well, I just googled it. The average fucking wedding dress, the average wedding dress costs two thousand dollars, dude. I can get probably nineteen hundred cans of beefaroni. <laughs> I could have beefaroni for what is that like five almost five years? Somebody do that five now. five years. I, that's five years of beefaroni or one wedding dress. <laughs> why don't Why don't you say that to Megan when she's picking out her wedding yeah. dress? <laughs> that's not like I'll let her pick one, but that that will be my argument from going like from twenty five hundred down to like twelve hundred. I'll be like, listen, you know what I can do with thirteen hundred dollars. Be like stocks, I'll be like, yeah, fucking chef. Where are these stocks? Or on the West Coast Express, Ben, just taking the kings and ducks and fucking sharks by two. Jesus I'm good. totally the guy that would put the wedding budget on a sports bet. That's totally me. Oh, but Megan, we can get two wedding dresses. <laughs> <laughs> we can either get a wedding dress for free or not one at all. Yeah. <laughs> oh my all right. God. Okay. Next. Next. Yeah. Uh, also kind of a general pick. Sorry if this cucks any of you guys, but uh, the real housewives of anything or anywhere, like all of them. Yeah. Okay, fair. They'll suck. Yeah. I like, I guess I, I can concede that sometimes that it is entertaining how out of like out of touch these people are with reality, but it like, it's the same thing as the other shows. It's just it, most of the time it gets fucking annoying. Okay. Yeah, I get that. Like that. Yeah. Uh, my last one. I don't know if you guys remember this show, but it was a meme for the longest time, and I think it still kind of is a meme every now and again. Here comes Honey Boo Boo. Fuck the fuck of that show, dude. That show is the worst. Everybody made fun of it. The internet made fun of it. South Park made fun of it. Everybody just made fun of it. It was so bad and so cringy. And it's like, it gained so much traction for like a year and a half, I think it was. Yeah. I remember it was like when we would have been in like grade eight or something like that. No, I don't think it was that old. It was much more recent. Was it? Oh, dude, I, I think I was. I think I was graduated already when it came out. Time oh, to blow shit. your mind, dude. First, Fuck, first episode was fifteen. She's fifteen yeah. right now. The first episode came out August eighth, twenty twelve. 
Jesus. Yeah. Holy fuck. So I so I would have been in twelfth grade, so Josh would have been like, yeah, tenth grade. That's gnarly. Nuts. Um okay, my last one. I'm t- okay, so because I had to kind of think of a third one, I didn't want to use my honorable mention. Um was I think it's called Floor Bama Shore. Okay. So it's basically like all these fucking like country hicks that live on like the, the border of like Florida and Alabama. And it's basically like Jersey shore. Like they park mm. in the truck, but like, it's a lot more country, a lot more ratchet. Like it's not even like some of the girls on there, like they don't even know what the G and GTL is. Cause like they're really, uh, yeah, they're not that attractive. So I don't know. It's just like, um, yeah, it's, it's it. I've only watched like clips of it, but like I've, went into like MTV cause that's where it's played. And I'm like, I can't, I can't fucking do this. I can't do it. It's so bad. <laughs> but if you guys have any chances to like, just look up some YouTube clips for it, it's actually fucking cringy. Okay. All right. I can do that. All right. My last vote. That's the one. Then we'll do some honorable mentions. My last vote is going to be sister wives. Cause apparently I look like fucking what's his face. <laughs> Cody. Or it says I look like Cody, the guy with four, <laughs> average wives like not to be a dick but kind of being a dick i mean this is just me i think <sighs> what would you guys ra- would you guys rather have be cody and have four i don't want to be i'm not even gonna be a dick anymore i'm just gonna say four normal looking humans or as wives or would you rather be one of the four husbands of a smoke show Mm. I take I take the the former in that. The yeah, I would also take the former. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Do you want to fucking share? Dude, What's like, wrong with sharing, dude? The only the only time when I could share is if I was on the Bachelor or Bachelorette, <laughs> I would say, and yeah. if I had a chance of actually being the only guy. Yeah. So at the end, you'd want to show, but dude, you, Josh, you strike me as a guy that would be very rattled by fantasy suites. Oh, hundred percent. I'd be like, you'd be like, you're not fucking going in that room with him. I'll go kick <laughs> the shit out of him. And then you realize he's like six, six and built. You're like, I won't go do that, but just don't sleep with him. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just think about it this way too. Imagine if you were one of the ugly, if, if like, if you were the ugly husband. Yeah. <laughs> like the funny, I'm not even mentioning like, none, like none of us are like none of us here are dime pieces. So I mean like yeah. the odds of us being the ugly one are pretty high. <laughs> one thing I am confident in is I have the fastest swimmer. So I mean if it comes down to a race of, of who's faster, I think I've got them there. You're the yeah, fastest. Doesn't, doesn't matter if you can't get your swimmers in the pool though. I've got my fastest. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I see. I'm I'm assuming I would get a shot, like maybe not the same ratio as the other guys, but I'm assuming I would at least get my shot. No, you're stuck doing dry land. <laughs> you just OTPH chase? Yeah. Tough luck. That really sucks. All right. Honorable mentions, anybody? I have a couple. Uh, Jersey Shore. Yeah, Jersey Shore's on there. Yeah, Breaking have, Amish. Uh, oh, you don't like the Amish? No, Breaking Amish is just, it should have never happened. Dude, I, dude, I fucking died in that scene of Wolf of Wall Street. Like when they're all at the dinner table, when they're just like setting out Leonardo DiCaprio's introducing all of his characters and he's like one of the guys like robbie feinberg like the fat white like blonde hair guy he's like it's like he's like the amish he tells him he thinks that they're wrapped in sheets it's like those are mugs like what's wrong <laughs> when i talk about the Amish, i just my mind just the amish 
<laughs> it's like it's like they just yeah, build yeah, shit, and do chores, and they're happy. It's like Amish yeah. people don't give a shit about money. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, funny. I had ninety day fiance on mine. That's what that's up there. And if it wasn't for no neck edit, he probably they probably would have made it into my list. <laughs> no yeah, neck yeah, no neck edit. <laughs> no neck edit was a, meme, a saving grace in terms of the meme world. So thank you for that. No neck oh edit. Oh my god, mm-hmm. love that. Any is that other it, boys? mentions, or is that it? That's it. I think that's it. All right, boys. That's what I got to say about that. Episode um, fifteen. Episode fifteen in the books. Why don't we give them a, a little outro like we've always been doing now, right? Mm-hmm. What are we gonna do? We're gonna we're gonna go sip on some drinks and use promo code sipping. DraftKings, guys, DraftKings. Please sign up for DraftKings. Use our promo code THPN. That helps us out big time. Yep. Helps us make it to the big city one day. And uh, yeah, if you haven't already, rate, review, subscribe. Tell your friends. Maybe maybe be nice and tell one friend each shift about us. One colleague. Just go to somebody like, by the water cooler, be like, yo, what's up? You listen to the second ring? And they'll be like, what? <laughs> and they like, life-changing stuff, man. Here you go. <laughs> and you grab their phone, follow them for us, and boom. And then we're going to go to DraftKings.com and sign up their email. Yeah, yeah. There we go. And we've got a full working. There we go. This you guys might think this is a pyramid scheme, but we're just not paying you guys at all. You're just going to be our. You're going to be the grunts in all this. So keep it up. <laughs> <laughs> Promo code tip and bye. Oh, harder, baby.